Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us here at Shelters by Jesus Radio. I am Seth. I'm here with my co-host, Al. Good morning, Al. Oh, it's great to be back. I'm feeling good. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Today, we're going to be discussing a little bit about plans and God's plans and our plans. And yeah, yeah I think it's an important issue. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us. Well, again, welcome, everyone, to Shelters by Jesus radio podcast. We've done a whole bunch of them. We're over 100 episodes, and we'd love to have you. Uh, you found us, obviously, on the dial, or you wouldn't be listening, but there's a number of uh, archived ones, too, that are uh, really refreshing to go back and listen to some of those. And by the way, if our listeners have any topics they'd like us to tackle hmm. uh, or to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Hmm. Uh, give us a shout and just say, hey, fellas, would you take on this topic? And we'd love to hear from you. We're always trying to interview guests that love the Lord and have various ministries, uh, friends of this ministry, we like to interview them too. So there's always something happening here at the shelter. We wanted to talk about plans a little bit and just like, it's okay to have plans as a believer, not just to say, show up and kind of just, you know, throw things into the air. God likes plans, I believe. He likes order Mm -hmm. and he gave us a, a life. What we then can make of it, we find fulfillment and purpose in a relationship with God the Father through His Son and being filled with the Holy Spirit, certainly. But here we are in the midst of summer, and I'm kind of thinking like, gosh, I I feel like I need to do some things, you know, with my wife. We're kind of in the retirement age, or we're in our prime. Let's just go there. I'll say it that (laughs) way. We're in our prime, but we like to do things. Sure. We travel well together, Mm -hmm. and so we have had summers or other times when we've just said, hey, let's go do this and that, and and we find great enjoyment in that. So we do very things, and it's okay to do that. Well, yeah, we have, you know, our responsibilities to the Lord, yep. but we also have our responsibilities to our families, to our work, and so there has to be a balance there. I have to have a balance in my life because my daughter turns 15 now, and I'm only got a short window with her now until she becomes an adult. My plans here that I do at work, and I've got, you know, God's plans that he reveals to me as we go. Um, But I also have a responsibility to my daughter. And I love taking her for walks. And I love taking her to like an arcade, or I love taking her to the beach. Or God wants us to have joy in our lives. He wants us to love one another. And, you know, Al, I think our listeners can agree too. If you're work, 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 you could, your family can suffer because they don't have that dad and husband at home that they should have. You can suffer because you're not getting a break. You're you're exhausting yourself way beyond what God has called you to do. You know, as a matter of fact, he ordained a day of rest. Yes, he did. You know, so he said Sunday was, or I'm sorry, the last day of the week, not necessarily Sunday, but whatever, um, is a day of rest. So sure. What I like to do, Al, is, you know, I work until 5 p.m. here, and then I'm off the clock, and my time is now with my family. And then I take that one day a week, which is Tuesdays for me, Mm -hmm. and my family and I disappear, and we go and we have fun together. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I have to be a good steward of my family, too, Al. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard it said from one of my past pastors that, you know, the word recreation, if you break it down a little bit, it means to recreate. And we do need times of refreshing. We need to we need to pause, mm-hmm. and it's okay. I mean, sometimes we get that religiosity thought process where we have to be doing things and deprive ourselves. And but you know, God, He takes great joy when we enjoy His creation. For example, and we go out yeah. and we get out. And this morning, I, we were watching the grandkids and the two older ones, four and six. That's not that old, but they're just they want to do stuff. 
you know, and we didn't want to just plug them into a movie or something like that. And so we're care- try to be careful of that as grandparents. So I'm like, okay, I'm not all ready to go yet, but let's mm-hmm. go for a walk. And we hiked up a little hill and they're just like, this is so cool. And I needed that. I think they needed it. And we like to tucker them out <laughs> by the time we take them home. So they, but it's fun to be out and to do things. It and is. So, it is. Let me make a quick point because sure. what I want to share, because I know some of our listeners are going to thank this, Al. You got to work for the Lord. Right. He's given you a purpose. He wants you to go to work. Now, we can't work for our salvation. That's not what I mean. Faith without works is dead, though. So we work and we work and we work and we work. And I work and I work and I work and I work. And then things start to fall apart. And I'm like, Lord, why? I'm doing all of this for you. I'm working so hard every day for you. You know, I've had this conversation with the Lord recently. I'm like, Lord, I'm doing all of this. How are things falling apart? And he points out two things to me. He says, Seth, number one, you're doing it in your own strength. Number two, I never asked you to do those things. Some things, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. He says, I never asked you to do those. That was you. You felt you had to do those things for me, and I never asked you to do a single one of them. And so I've had to be kind of repentative in that way and uh, look at it differently in that the Lord wants us to work, yes, but he wants us to rest as well. I have my hands in about five different places in the Bible here, <laughs> but in, I've been teaching through Mark, and it's been a good trip. Chapter 6, verse 30, he had just sent out the apostles two by two, and they went and did all kinds of things in, in the name of Jesus mm. and casting out evil ones and healing people, and it was just really a cool story. Verse 30 says, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming, so people kept coming to see them, the word is out, coming and going, that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Amen. We do really need times of refreshing. And we see this illustrated, you know, we're great, we read it. And then what does that look like? We need to have times when we just really get away. And, yeah. you know, like I said, the bumper sticker says, uh, you know, a bad day fishing is better than a good day at the office. And so mm. sometimes it's getting out and doing things out. Maybe it's going to a show, but it's getting away from the, the routine and that kind of re- charges your batteries in a way. I just really like that idea and want to encourage people to set some goals, carve out some time, try to do some things like that. Now, that being said, so I was having, this, I was kind of lamenting here the summer, you know, we're in full force and we live in vacation land. We're blessed to be able to live in this area where we live. And like I said, my wife and I like to do things. And so I says, "Hun, what do you want to do? I feel like there's something missing. Like maybe we should be doing something. And so like, do you want to make a list of some things that we want to do. And she says, well, we could do a few things, but also we've, and I realized too, almost simultaneously that we have chosen to have a little mini ministry, if you may, of watching the grandkids. And it's an important part. And there's rewards. It's also tiring, but it's the rewards far outweigh any any kind of investment that we put in. So this is what we've chosen to, at this point, is to this summer, this time being, we're going we're gonna to watch the kids. We're going to help our kids get into a new house. That's going to be part of our involvement. However, we still need to take time and do some things. So, yeah, the, the example that Jesus said is like, you know, get away, take some time, go before the Father. And, you know, there is really something to be said. I just, I love to sit down 
actually with a cup of coffee hmm. and find a quiet place. And that's not always the easiest thing to do, but just to like, just sit and talk to the Lord. It's important. You know, we want God to love us. We want God to feel like he loves us. As a father, I want my, I want the same thing for my daughter. I want her to know not just that God loves her, but her father loves her too. Sure. We have this tradition, Al, that every time I take my daughter out, we stop at a photo booth. And <laughs> since she was a little infant, I've got photo strips. No she, doubt. she hangs them on the fridge. And so you can see my daughter growing up in these photo strips with her dad, you know, and she's she insists on that. So once in a while, I take her to the main mall. And our tradition is the very first thing we is do. Is there a photo booth there? Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, let me tell you, <laughs> we, we park in front of Best Buy. That's just what we've always done. We walk through Best Buy because we like to look at technology. Of course. And then we stop, use the restroom. But right outside of Best Buy is a pretzel stand that sells pretzels with cheese. And mm. So that's our tradition. Okay. We, that's the very first thing we have to do. Then we go to the arcade there. There's an arcade called Round One, and they've got enormous versions of video games and enormous versions of photo booths where you can, um, you don't just get your photo, but they like digitally create a background around you and everything. And uh, so you can go to Bermuda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, yeah, I did one where we were chased by lions. It was hilarious. (laughs) But you know, my daughter can look at that fridge out and she can see these memories of her and our time together and which is so important. And sometimes that time, that time of refreshing out could be something as simple as taking my daughter by the hand and saying, let's go for a walk or hey, you know what? Let's go get some pizza. Let's go just chit-chat together. And those are very important to me. And I realized that, you know, there's a time, and I think every man goes through this, when your work becomes important to you because it's it's your bread and butter mm-hmm. and you want to be good at it. But then, you know, it wasn't too long ago, I'd spent so much time here at work that I, I went home and I'm looking at my kid and, oh, man, do I even know her anymore? I've spent all this time. She's going to be leaving my house soon. That time became so precious. Mm. And uh, I remember this nurse coming up to me when I was in the hospital. She came up and she said, hey, you know, I I just thinking about you. And I just want you to know uh, there's a quote by Mother Teresa. And it is, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. (laughs) And I was like, wow. And it just changed my perspective on things. Like, I love this ministry. And God willing, I will be here until the day he says, it's time to move on. Could be the rest of my life. I don't know. But I also know that God didn't call me here at the sacrifice of my family. That I'm to be their guide, their shepherd, their pastor, loving, supporting, a teacher. Mm. And I have to give time toward that. And a lot of times, you know this, Al, that personal, private, away from things time. Well, and, and family time and friend times. It's, it's okay to go and do things with that. Like I got a call. I saw uh, my buddy called me and Gerard and I got to get back to him. And, and not that it's a chore or anything like, but uh, he's got this boat, I think, in one of the episodes he talked about. <laughs> he and did. so I'm like, I kind of like to go out on that boat, you know? Sure. And so like, I mean, we just praise the Lord while we're out there and start singing hymns and songs and, and that sort of thing. Who cares if we catch any fish, but uh, they would be good if we could. Um, but anyway, I'm Looking in Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. 
Now, this, this is a precept, not necessarily a promise, but it's a precept. It's kind of an, un- that would be, here's a principle that we can apply to our life and it's meaningful, purposeful, and of value. Mm-hmm. So it's from Proverbs. So whatever we do, whether it be work or play, we can commit to the Lord. And those plans, there's going to be some success found in them. I mean, that's kind of a promise, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. I know it's been said, you know, like, don't be so presumptuous to say that, like, I'm tomorrow, I'm going to do this. It says in the Bible, better to say, if the Lord wills, right. then I'm going to do this. Well, it's, another way of saying that verse is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Sure. That talks yeah. about monies and, and provisions, uh, certainly, yeah. but it can be, there's an application. There's a, Absolutely. A, a principle there that we can apply to our life, certainly. Mm. And so a lot of times we say like, well, I'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, that's kind of another way of framing that is, yeah. is to say that, you know, yeah. Lord... If it be your will, then I'm hoping to do this or that. And that's certainly a very good place to be and a good starting point. But so I'm thinking about like plans and and I think it's good to have some, not just to be like, oh, here's another day. We wake up, got to do this, got to do that, you mm. know, but to say, look, let's maybe think about some things to look forward to mm. and to put those into action then and kind of to plan those out in Acts chapter three, verse 17 says, now, brothers, I know that you have acted in ignorance as did your leaders, but this is how the God fulfilled what he has foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then, turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, mm-hmm. and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. And so there's this, he talks about these times of refreshing. I know I have a friend here at the shelter who serves here, and I said, do you remember when you got saved? And they're like, yes, I do. It was like a backpack. A heavy backpack was on my back, and it just got lifted and dropped. And it was like I felt like I could straighten up, and I could I, I was able I was more mobile. I just felt refreshed. Well, it's talking about this too that this is ongoing. We do need to turn to the Lord and refocus. Maybe yeah. uh, put on that pair of reading glasses, tilt your head slightly so that you can see through the progressive lenses, refocus on the Lord, and there will be, there, here's the promise, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. They come from Him, those times where you just feel like that oh, fresh breeze blow through your life and you feel like you're recharged and stuff. And so that they come from the Lord. I believe that sometimes you have to really, in His name, plan some things and you can then realize some of that refreshing. Well, because he loves you too as an individual and he wants that personal relationship with you. Yes, we're required to serve others and to bring others to him, but God also wants, you know, you're not a tool to be used until you're broken and then discarded. We don't want to burn out too. No, God wants you to refresh in him, keep going, grow your strength, grow your faith, trust him, because one day it'll be over. You know, like you keep saying, it's not over yet, it's not over yet, it's not over yet. So don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Right. I'd love to say that. And it's not over yet, but one day it will be. One day, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more exhaustion, none of that. It'll be gone. But until that day, uh, we need to keep moving forward. And a lot of times you got to just chill out. You've got to take a a moment with God. Jesus did. There were times when Jesus went to be alone with the Lord and just rest and refresh and and be re-energized. So what would you say to somebody who doesn't have a lot of funding and resources that then they can, oh, I just can't jump in a car and drive down to Florida or fly down to Florida. I don't know that anyone would want to fly these days, but what would you say to somebody like that that just says like, well, what do I do then? I don't have any money. I would say check your priorities. 
Mm. I would say that. And the reason I say that is because if you think visiting the House of Mouse or Universal Studios is going to make things better, um, I have been I've taken my family to these resorts and I can tell you they can be more stressful than being at work <laughs> because you, you have such a strict itinerary and, you know, there's hundreds of people there and it's hot and it's frustrating and it's, you know, money is not what will bring you joy. <clears throat> when we go on vacations like that, we focus on relaxing and doing things willy nilly. We don't do itineraries, right? But if you don't have a lot of money, don't focus on it. It's not the money that's going to make you happy. It's not even going to Universal Studios that makes me and my daughter happy. It's the time we spend together doing something together. It doesn't matter what it is. And so my daughter and I can have just as strong a connection out and build just as amazing memories by going for a walk and being open and talking than we can visiting a resort or driving to some location. I'm glad you said that. A walk is just, it doesn't cost anything. No. And it doesn't have to be long. No. It doesn't have to be a, you know, 15 mile hike or anything like that, but just even a short walk. It's not the value of the trip. It's the value of the time. I mean, even in our neighborhood, we have just a, a kind of a little circle that we can make mm-hmm. and, and there's kind of a cul-de-sac. A couple times walking around there, I just, I feel kind of rejuvenated just by that little bit of a walk sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, so certainly you don't need to spend a lot of money. I'd say no. just go outside and walk, for example. Yeah. You know, and you know what, how amazing it can be. I just took my family out for ice cream the other night now. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like $13. Me, my wife, my daughter, and our infant, we took to um, the island down here. Oh, yeah. Got us some ice cream, sat in the trunk, and just had a blast. We were laughing. We were joking. That meant more to me than spending a ridiculous amount of money at a resort because I think that's what's going to make memories. And, and it can, but you know, it's the time. It's the topic. It's the investment. We went to a yard sale a week ago, and I got a, a little gas grill. It hadn't even been used, and it had a connection to put a bigger tank on it as well. But these are the little green ones, if you can find them. Uh, but anyway, so I have a few of those, and we got some meat, went and got some buns, and we just laid down some mats out on the grass, and we cooked that up. And so we had hamburger. We all had some lemonade. We sat down with the grandkids, and then... After we were done, we had I went and got a few like marshmallow sticks, and we cooked some marshmallows over the little stove too. And so that I, I couldn't buy that. Mm. I mean, that was my three dollar stove. Yeah. We got blessed, like I say, from the food pantry here. We have a food pantry here at the shelter, and I've been blessed many a times mm. uh, going through there. But that was a good time of refreshing. It yeah. really was. Yeah. Now it took a little effort to do that. I, I have to tell you. You know, we had to bring some stuff out. You know, we put some bug spray on. Bugs are kind of active this time of year, but we had a little little oasis there, and yeah. that was a real time of refreshing. Well, and I, I praise God for that <coughs> for that moment. I really do. Yeah. Well. I have another suggestion too, Al. Okay. Uh, my daughter and I build buildings out of popsicle sticks. And oh, cool. they come out amazing. Like we build the framing, we build windows, we build furniture, we build it all. And that's relatively inexpensive, Al. I can go buy a box of different sized popsicle sticks. You know, I have a plan in my head. Or eat a bunch of popsicles. Right. You know, because, I mean, the, the craft wood is relatively cheap. True. So, you know, you can go to Hobby Lobby or any other craft store and just buy a bunch, buy some glue. But do something. I find that, you know... If you all just sit down and color a picture, that's great. You color a picture. But when you have to work together with your hands 
and you're building something, I'm going to tell you that thing you're building with your kid becomes precious to them. Mm -hmm. My dad and I made that. And when you take the time to make it come out right, they're so proud of that. And so that thing becomes, I mean, we've built churches. We've built, we like to build old West looking buildings. Right now we're building another church. Oh, cool. And my daughter and I are having a blast and that's our, that's that's our time. And we talk about everything and she's learning from me about structure, about weight, about distribution of friction, you know, things like that and how to, you know, so she's getting lessons out of it. And I feel good because she still looks up to her dad is my dad knows stuff mm. so yeah you know, the simple things but i would recommend like have a game night my wife and i love this game carcassonne is called and you build roads and cities and and you farm and so we've kind of made some more our old our own house rules so it's not as aggressive and so we mm. kind of we're within 10 points of each other we call it a tie and so it's recreation for right. us right and again i think i've mentioned it before that we love to listen to you know some good music we put on my favorites or she'll she'll pop in forgotten kingdom i guess that's her favorite new group mm-hmm. um, we play carcassonne we, we play some card games mm-hmm. uh, we have several of them that you can just play with two people two-handed solitaire is one we really someone taught us that and we really enjoy that it's just a lot of fun doesn't take that long to play there's another one that we've changed the name to building it used to be casino but anyway we we, we don't believe in gambling right. in that because we work too hard for our money but anyway we enjoy that and sometimes i just have to force myself say all right i'm taking a pause i'm going down i'm not doing it because it's i feel like i have to do it board game like you mentioned yeah we we play yahtzee that's our big family game is yahtzee yep yeah we have fun with that i love to read a book i i mean personally i just love to get a book if i can find a good book fiction not i do like nonfiction, but uh I, i love a good book and I have a library, and that's something that is of value too. And the, I know the libraries are back open again, and so yeah. those are kind of a cool places to go. Oh, too, absolutely! And we have we have like a family movie night. Oh, you know, yes. With popcorn. Uh, uh, how, how's how's that uh, chosen binge watching going? Have, have you started, started that? Yet. Oh, you got it. Yeah. You're in for a treat. Yeah, the chosen is a great one. Uh, yeah. Pure Flix. There's some great sh- shows there on are, Pure Flix. There are. You know, I I, think. we're very careful what we let Morgana watch, but I can tell you, there's never been a movie that we haven't watched together that I couldn't turn into a Bible lesson, even if. If it's, you know why the movie was wrong, right, Morgan? You know why that character was wrong, right, Morgan? And we'll talk about it. And it's great opportunities. Like, what should have that character have done, Morgan, to please the Lord? What do you think? And so we'll have a great openings and great talks about it and great conversations. Famous verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's just so meaningful to us. That's the heart of God. Mm-hmm. He has plans for us. And, and that, you know, there's the hope and a future makes life worth living. Amen having a relationship with a loving Father Amen. who loves to give us good gifts. He brings times of refreshing. I, I certainly enjoy that. I look forward to that. We're going to encourage our listeners to just plan some time, too. Yeah. He's a reward of those who diligently seek Him. Not that we just check out and leave God null and void. That's impossible to a believer, I think. Right. No, uh, you can't. You put Him front and center, and you just go out and enjoy something in His name. You hear people say, praise the Lord. When I was a new Christian, I was just like, I'd, I, I was around some believers and they'd be like, oh, praise the Lord. You know, and I was just like, what, what does that mean? You know, I was like, why are they saying that? As I've gotten older, it didn't take me long to figure it out. I was like, they really were giving thanks to a loving father who provided that moment such that they could say, you know, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just want to finish with saying this. If you're a dad, husband, um, you have a family, all that you need 
outside of God for love and acceptance is in your home. All of it. No one will love you more than your family. Be there for them. You don't need the world's acceptance. You don't need the world's approval. Everything you need outside of God's love is your family. You have it already. So stop looking. Stop hunting. Stop trying to be the big next thing. Stop trying to impress your family. God's already impressed with you because you've accepted his son. Your family's already impressed with you because of what you're doing for them. When when you get to a point, Al, where you can accept what God has given you and see it. Like I look at my wife and my daughter so differently now, both my daughters. I failed to tell my oldest daughter I was in the hospital and she called me when I got out and I got a butt chewing like you would not believe. And I was shocked. I was like, that's the first time in my life my child has ever chewed my butt. <laughs> and the same token of made me feel good because she cares. She loves me and she cares. Mm-hmm. She worries about her dad. So it really opens your eyes to know my wife and my daughters, my grandchildren, my son-in-law, that's all I need. That's all I need. And I need to take care of those things because that's the most precious gift God's ever given me. Not my car, not my home, not a title, not fame, not fortune. Them. And for our listeners who, who may be uh, of the female persuasion, mm-hmm. you know, my wife recently just said, you know, like she says, I don't want to forget what it's like to have some fun. Mm. I don't want to get into that. She goes, I, I find myself sometimes just getting into that routine where I'm just like, I got all these chores. You know, I'm the mom. I'm the grandmother. But remember to have some fun, too. Mm. Also, I would suggest is give permission to your husband, too, to be able to go out and enjoy himself, maybe with another bud sometimes. Sometimes guys feel guilty about going out and saying, like, okay, going fishing, for example. Best thing a wife can do is to let her husband recharge his batteries and, and you know, give him permission. Mm-hmm. You, you go out and have fun. I love my wife. She'll say that sometimes, you know, like, you go to this stamp show or whatever, and you just have a good time. Or you go over and just forget about this. Just have a good time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I so appreciate that. Giving and uh, me permission to yes. do that and not have to feel guilty about it. And husbands, do the same for your wife. Yes, absolutely. Do the same for your wife. Sometimes take the kids and let her go shopping. Let her go hang out with a friend too. She needs that too. Well, friends, you've been listening to yet another episode of Sheltered by Jesus radio podcast. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope you got something out of it. Hope you're going to then maybe plan a little bit. God will establish your plans. He'll bring a time of refreshing. I firmly believe that. And so he's talking to us too here, Seth. You know that, oh, isn't yes. he? But, yeah. So we're planning to do that as well. You can learn more about us by checking out our website, www.sheltersbyjesus.com. Podcast archives that are available there, a documentary, other resources, pastor's books, a lot going on here at the shelter. We're getting ready to get a new roof. There's some exciting things going on, food pantry, clothing closet. We're still taking in people that are in need, and you can be part of this too. We'd love to have a donation. $9 a month takes someone off the street. It's as simple as that. Come and visit us. We're located at 12 McClellan Street, Scowhegan, Maine, 04976. We can receive letters there. Also, 207-474-8833. It's been an absolute pleasure to go before the Lord and just to talk about Him and get all praise and glory to Him. And Seth, it's been great to be here. And so, Amen. look forward to the next one. God bless you all. God bless.